The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I'm going to tell you a story. The summer of 1969. Actually, the story starts in the spring. It starts Aachen Shal Pesach. The Rebbe spoke about how people were abandoning Crown Heights. Now you wish you bought a house in Crown Heights in 1969. But in 1969, people were running. Crown Heights used to be an eclectic Jewish neighborhood. And everybody ran. They all left. And the Rebbe spoke against it very strongly. You're not allowed to do this. Why are you leaving? Why are you leaving Crown Heights? And you know, do you know when Crown Heights became a predominantly Lubavitcher neighborhood? In that time, when the Rebbe told... Well, the Rebbe wanted everyone to listen to this, but I guess it was the Lubavitchers who listened. This is part of the story, that the Rebbe wanted everyone to listen to this. After the Sikha, Achen Shopesach, the Rebbe actually wanted that that Sikha should be written up, not as just, um, you know, let's call it uh, the inside Chabad publications, but specifically that it should be sent to a magazine or a Torah journal would be a more proper way of describing it, an academic Torah journal, a journal called uh, Hapardes. And it should be prepared as a scholarly article with Maramekoimis and sources explaining the halachic prohibition of abandoning a Jewish neighborhood. So right after Achen Shal Pesach, the transcript was worked on. Rabbi Yoel was very, very involved in working through the Sicha. And it was prepared to be sent to this, like I said, uh, this orthodox scholarly academic publication called Hamaler. Actually, I think there was another magazine as well called Hapardes, and I don't think uh, there was two versions. I think it was probably the same version was sent uh, to both publications. At any rate, Achrin Shopesach, you're talking about the end of Nisan. They worked on it very quickly. They brought it back to the Rebbe. And it sat in the Rebbe's office for the rest of Nissen, for all of Iyer, for all of Sivan. Like the Rebbe wanted it worked on very quickly, and then it sat there. <clears throat> or let test Tammuz, the night of test Tammuz, the ninth day of the month of Tammuz. After Maidav, the Rebbe comes back to his office, and he takes out the uh, this article that had been worked on, the one that says you're not allowed to leave uh, a Jewish neighborhood. And suddenly he calls Rabbi Hadakov, his chief secretary, and says, send it to print. Oh, and add a hoisophis, a supplement. Add the words from the Rebbeim about Nochasrefa Vertmenreich, that after a fire, a person becomes rich. And do it right now, right away. <laughs> the Rebbe said right away it was done right away <coughs> several hours later in the wee hours of the morning there was a car full of Bachram I think there were nine Bachram coming back 
from the Chasana of Alchonin Gazinski in Boston. And around New Rochelle, this car got into a terrible accident and exploded and was on fire. Miraculously, six of the nine Bachram emerged without a scratch, but three of them who were sitting in the, in the middle seat had to be hospitalized. One of them was Abiyas of Minkowitz, who gave over the details of this story very recently to our, uh, to our team. As I mentioned before, there's a research team, Baruch Hashem. Uh, I got to tell you, I know about this story only tangentially because I was once at the home of Herschel Morozov on Crown Street. Was that Crown? No, it's not Crown Street. Is that Crown? Yeah, it's Crown in Albany. Crown in Albany? No, it's President. President in Albany. Anyways, so between Kingston and Albany on President Street. So I was uh, I was in the Morozov's house, and all of a sudden, uh, some guys start coming in. I'm like, Ooh, who's there? You know, and. Uh, they sit down and they say, this is our uh, anniversary of the, uh, of the accident. And all of a sudden, I see they're, they're calling, uh, calling Shalom Bear Levitin on the phone. They're calling uh, Yosef Samuels on the phone. And Yosef Minkowitz said, this, these are the Hevra. And now I should name all of them um, who are in the car. And uh, these are just the ones I remember. Herschel Morozov was at his house. And uh, so these were the nine Hevra who were in the car. And uh, as I mentioned, three of them had to be hospitalized. One of them was seriously hurt, and he, he was he was hospitalized for uh, for a long time to the point where the doctors were saying he wasn't going to be released in time for his chasana. That was Rabbi Levitin, and the Rebbe said that he he would be okay, and he and that is precisely what happened. At any rate, that morning, Rabbi Minkowitz's cousin, Mayor came into Maskiris and he told Rabbi Hadakov what happened a few hours earlier before dawn. And Rabbi Hadakov went immediately into the Rebbe and said that the boys, nine boys coming back from a chasana were just in a terrible car accident. The car exploded, was on fire. And I, I can't pretend to quote, and I'm not going to try to quote what the Rebbe then said to Rabbi Chadakov. But I can tell you what Rabbi Chadakov told Mayor Minkowitz when he came out of his office. He was completely white. And he said, I've been working in this office for many years, and such a miracle I haven't seen. When I told the Rebbe what happened, the Rebbe reminded me about the urgency just a few hours previously, late in the night, when he sent this article to print, which had been sitting in the Rebbe's office since Achren Shal Pesach, the days after Achren Shal Pesach, it was sitting there for months, and then all of a sudden, urgently, that night, Oyer Tamos, the Rebbe said, print it and add the Heisofa Nochasreifa Vertman Reich, after a fire, one becomes wealthy that it was connected, that of his urgency, that that message be sent to print, was connected to the fire that would occur hours later with these nine Bachram in the vehicle. A miracle. And all of them, Baruch Hashem, they, uh, they emerged from, from the, uh, this tragedy unscathed.
wanted to share that story with everybody for what, for whatever it's worth. Sometimes these things help us to remember that um, Hashem is in charge. And uh, yes, there are times when we experience din, as the letter that we just read addresses. There are times when life is hard. There are times when uh, we experience loss and, 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 and tragedy. But we have to understand that Hashem is running the world. And that if we have a Muna, then we'll have the courage to stick around for our own lives, to live our own lives, and to see what comes next, to see the goodness that's coming. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.